0: Hey everybody, you are listening to, believe it or not, and I checked, episode 109 of season 3 of the Warrior's Way podcast. I don't know if I've mentioned this lately, but I started this thing out thinking maybe I'd do, you know, 10 or 20 episodes. It was something to do, somewhere to talk about cool things, but I didn't expect this to keep growing like it is. And I hear from people all over the world how much they enjoy it. And by the way, drop me a line if you like this thing. Don't drop me a line if you don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) There's enough negativity in this world already. Anyways, I'm just thrilled that you're here with me and you're listening. If you're a regular listener, gold stars on your report card. Uh, If I didn't mention it, I'm James Eek. And uh, before we get going, uh, there is a cool thing that you can do to help keep this thing going for maybe 109 more episodes or more. And that is to support the cool things that I'm trying to do here. As you know, this thing's free, but you know it takes a lot of time and effort to do it. And what took even more time and effort was putting together the Warriors Way Online Training Program which I spent the better part of a year making videos, planning classes, and getting the thing built. Uh, As I'm recording this, there is still some stuff, you know, the, the fancy homepage and all that kind of stuff that's still being worked on. But the actual Warriors Way online training program is ready, it's going, and there are people using it right now. What is it? It's a place where you can learn from me pretty much one-on-one if uh, I should back up. So the Warriors Way online training program, the way it works is there's a few different membership levels. You can, you know, just get one class of this unique thing that I call martial arts fusion, which is something that I've built over the you know past 40 years of training in the martial arts. And it draws on about 10 different martial arts and puts it into a, basically a class a week for you. So that's the basic level. The other levels, there's two other levels, uh, it basically opens up all the other supplemental videos and instruction. There is fitness, there is meditation, there is martial arts stuff, there is a whole ton there. Um, there's not just classes, by the way. You get, you know... Supplemental videos on different techniques, um, you know training with injuries, something I call yoga metrics, uh, and a ton more anyways so it 's all there and By the way, if you subscribe to you know the the top tier of the um, membership levels can 't remember what that was called uh, you get to train one on one with me online. So we will set up a program that is just for you and we will check in with each other and all that kind of cool stuff. So you are literally able to train with me wherever you are around the world. Or, like I said, you can get one class with me a week. It is the um, Fusion classes. And that's pretty cool. And I think the, the most economical one that basic level it, it works out to like 16 bucks a month which is pretty dirt cheap let's be serious it costs more for my time for doing it than what you're paying for the classes believe me um and it's pretty cool there's people using it and they love it and i'd love you to try it out too and all i can say is you gotta love the internet because thanks to that you can listen to the podcast and you can do the Warriors Way online training program and who knows what else could come. Um, and let's be serious about this. We want more out of our lives. We want peace, security, happiness. We want to live as well as we can, not just now, but with longevity for the rest of our lives so we can keep doing all the cool stuff that we love to do. And that's what the idea behind the online training program is. Um, I think I'm going to leave it there. So whether you're looking for online martial arts classes or looking to get more fit, learning how to meditate, you're going to find it on the Warriors Way online training program. I know it's a shameless plug, but you know what? I got to make a living somehow. So if you're listening to this, um, drop me a line and we can set something up and you can get going. Or you can head over to warriorsway.life and sign up today that's warriorsway.life and if you act now by the way you can get a copy of my latest ebook called just breathe it's on breathing techniques so i hope to see you there soon all right let's do this actually let's talk about something first um If you're listening to this when it comes out, we are still in the land of COVID. And you know what? If you are some conspiracy type that doesn't believe in it, this is probably not the podcast for you. I'll be honest. This podcast is about getting the most out of your life, stopping living in delusion, and most importantly, being compassionate and caring to others. So... Pretty much every conspiracy person to do with COVID that I've seen has been all about me, 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 me. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. How dare you do this to me? You know what? Even if you had a cold, you stay home from work so you don't get other people sick. And we have this deadly thing called COVID. So guess what? You do things for other people. It's called being a nice person. It's called caring about others and it's about cultivating compassion. And part of that folks is getting the vaccine. If you are sick of COVID like I am, man, get the vaccine. And if you're wondering, yeah, I got the vaccine. Uh, <laughs> I got it uh, just recently. I'm not going to mention which one it is. Because I don't think the companies need a plug on my, back, on my uh, podcast. But uh, I'm glad I got it. I felt fine. Arm was a little bit sore. No biggie, right? And what? And I will be getting the second one too. It is the smart and it is the right thing to do. So don't even think about it. Don't read the garbage out there. This is all proven science. You know what? You aren't being injected in with something that is nefarious. You aren't suddenly going to mindlessly obey Order 66. <laughs> what you're going to do is stop other people from dying. That's pretty good, I think. That's a check mark in life. So, don't listen to what other fools tell you. Listen to what this fool tells you and get the vaccine. All right? And now, let's get this podcast going. I am a spelunker of the mind. I love that sentence. I'm going to do that again. I am a spelunker of the mind. I love to explore the recesses of the darkness of the mind in reality because to me, this is where all the goodies are. Many of us suffer from nyctophobia fear of the dark which i believe is synonymous with thanatophobia the fear of death Nyx was the greek goddess of the night and thanatos was the god of death i'm a nyctophiliac i love the darkness If we lift up the rock, if we start to look at unconscious dimensions of mind and reality, we may discover things that are surprising to us. This is of considerable importance because the darkness is associated with the unconscious mind. And as I'll point out, unconscious processes dictate a large part of our so-called conscious lives. This exploration of darkness also reveals to us a subtle and insidious discrimination. Whether we know it or not, we have a wake-centric bias, or wake-centricity. This is largely based on ego and egocentricity, because ego is only fully online and operational in the waking state and the alive state. When we fall asleep or when we die, this operating system goes offline. We don't go to another place when we die. We simply go to another dream. The wake-centric model is a somewhat clunky, outdated, and Western way of looking at things. The assumption that the only thing we can determine in terms of the nature of mind and reality is what we discover during the day... Restricts us. The great spelunkers of the mind, the spiritual masters of all the wisdom traditions, had the courage and the wherewithal and the sophistication of their maps to explore our deepest recesses. Therefore, they were able to penetrate the ultimate archetypical darkness, which is the darkness associated with death. Darkness is a very convenient place to hide the things we're afraid of. All of our fears, our projections, and our rejected, unprocessed, or unwanted experience. Unbeknownst to us, darkness becomes laden with all our spiders and snakes. All the things we don't want to face, we toss them into the darkness of night, the darkness of the mind, and the darkness of death. I'm suggesting that your relationship to outer darkness, how comfortable you are with literal, physical outer darkness, is an indicator of how comfortable you are with inner darkness, the darkness that covers our heart. How many lights do you need to leave on at night to feel comfortable? How many motion detectors do you have? How addicted are you to these light forms, especially artificial light, that tend to pull us out and away from what it is that we truly seek? This is completely unfair to darkness because it is fundamentally neutral. We attach to darkness all these fearful psychological aspects that are not inherent within it. And just as it is unfair to burden darkness with our fears, it's unfair to death, which is similarly neutral. The end of life is as vibrant as today. The Christian theological Barbara Brown Taylor put this well in her book, learning how to walk in the dark. And she wrote, darkness is not dark to God. The night is as bright as the day. And I would take this a step further and say, death is not death to God. By definition of God, or the way I relate to this term, is the Buddhist and non-theistic fundamental awareness as it is taught in the mystical traditions of India. The Kashmir Shaivist tradition, for instance, basically associate God with fundamental non-dual awareness. The 11th century Tibetan Buddhist yogi Milarepa explores the way of relating to this life and the next life in one of his beautiful songs of realization. Milarepa's is the amazing master who attained his complete awakening in one lifetime and became an adept who serves and is inspiration to others. He says, not seeing the here and hereafter as differing. This is their nature, as mastered as it can be. In other words, if we see things properly, there is no fundamental difference between what occurs in this life and what occurs after life. People often wonder, well, where do we go after we die? Well, according to the Buddhist tradition, we don't go to another place when we die. We simply go to another dream. The question of where we go after death is completely reframed when we look at the nature of reality and the manifestation of mind as being dreamed. When we die, we don't go to another place. We simply transition from one dream to the next. With the light of wisdom, death is as illuminated as the light of day. So we're trying to illuminate the darkness of ignorance, to eliminate the associated fear. We're always afraid of what we don't know. Fear, darkness, ignorance are deeply entwined, and the biggest reason we're afraid of death is because we don't know. We don't understand the death process, what the experience of death is like. So how do we do this? The Tibetan teachings of the bardos can be a flashlight to illuminate the darkness of ignorance and therefore illuminate the fear they can show us the trajectory of after-death experience or shed light on the unwanted experiences we have throughout our lives in the tibetan tradition there is also the practice called luminosity yoga otherwise known as dream yoga which puts forth that one can wake up and maintain awareness like in a lucid dreaming state. Lucid dreaming is when you're aware that you're dreaming during the dream. A text from the Kashmir tradition says, There is no darkness within, only light unseen. Deep within you is this great eastern sun that never sets. This light within you is actually revealed in experiences like deep, dreamless sleep and death. We can also turn to the maps the past masters left us, such as the wheel of life and rebirth. We can work with these images as ways to invoke, nurture, and cultivate inner qualities that are already within us. The figure of Yama holds the wheel. His name means restraint or death. The ultimate restraint on the freedom of all the living beings, Yama represents death as well as the principle of mortality. His messengers are old age, sickness, and death, and he dispatches them into the world as a warning about the brevity of life. We want to befriend Yama. If we have an issue or uncertain in our life, we can reframe the problem within his embrace and see if it that contemplation changes the situation, how we might live differently if we realize that he's not only walking at our side, he's holding everything you do in your life. Another important archetypal figure is Manjushri, the Bodhisattva of wisdom. We can connect with him by reciting his mantra, which I do almost every day as a way of cultivating a precise awareness and intelligence. Manjurshi's wrathful form, wrathful, cutting, uncompromising wisdom is is yamantaka, the destroyer of death. By establishing a relationship to him or her, we can unearth the archetype of yamantaka within us. When we recite Yamantaka's mantras, we evoke the quality of penetrating wrathful wisdom which sees through the illusion of death. These are a few ways of looking at darkness, and this exploration is a study of origins. Everything arises in darkness. We're conceived in the dark. We only have to go three millimeters below the skin, and the entirety of our body is dark. We spend nine months in the dark, and before the Big Bang, there was darkness, according to some cosmological theories. By exploring darkness and exploring death, we're exploring endings as well as beginnings. Because laden within this darkness is light. And that's fundamentally what we are trying to illuminate. So that awesome article... Is from a course by a Dharma teacher by the name of Andrew Holsick, which is called Living and Dying Navigating the Bardo's. And if Andrew, if you listen to this and I mispronounce your last name, I apologize. (laughs) It could be Holkick, it could be Holsick. Old I'm not sure. It's one of those kinds of names that I'm not sure, but I have one of those names that no one gets right either. So anyways, Andrew, great article. And your course must be great. So I think it's really important that we come to an understanding of this darkness that Andrew's talking about that I hope you understand is within us and around us. One way that we can do this is through serious meditation practice. But I don't think that's enough, though. I found it really useful to start an examination of your dreams and the archetype, all the archetypes that are going on within them. We as humans have so much under the surface. Our waking consciousness is really just the tip of the iceberg. Or actually, maybe it's even just the tip of the tip. Most of us just go through life not aware of it. We think that this waking self is all there is, even though we're not really even aware of what the waking self is. Few, or even fewer, look into the darkness. And even fewer, not just embrace the darkness, but give it an outlet and integrate it, or at least try. When it comes to the aspect of dealing with our own mortality, it can be like a smack in the face for many of us. And I'll be the first to admit that even after 40 years of training, I've had moments where likely due to the inner training that I do, that I am not sometimes struck with the existential reality of all of it. That at some point, this person talking to you right now will breathe his last and exit this life. That's a biggie sometimes. Depends on your frame of mind, though. But recently I found that my walking training, what I call those lessons that come into your life that beg you to walk around with them and really spend some time digesting them, it was around why on earth we don't teach in our schools the fragility of life. Why aren't we raised with the understanding that all things shall pass? Why none of us really knows how to deal with any of this until it arrives in our lives? If you think about it, it's part of life. Shouldn't we prepare people for it? So we at very least at very we at the very least have a calm understanding about it what happens, what to do, and how to train ourselves. I think that most people in Western society simply don't want to think about death or anything because they are afraid of darkness. They're afraid of their own darkness. They're in fear of losing something. We cling The thing is, we have nothing to lose because in truth, we have nothing. This clinging to fear of death is really just a self-centered grasping to the ego. It's an aspect of selfishness. We don't need to be obsessed with death. I don't think that's useful either. This can cause a multitude of issues to our minds. But what we need to do, though, is accept that all things are impermanent. All things change. Accept it and be one with it. And if you're lucky, you will get old. If you're really lucky, you're going to get really old. I know that's what I'd love. I want to be ancient. Eventually, though, you will go on from here just as all of our ancestors have. Fully embrace this and you will see that what is most important is right now. This moment, right now, this is all you have. And I know the internet is full of people telling you to make all these plans, what's your five-year goals, set these goals, 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 goals. They don't matter. What matters is this moment right now. This is all you have. Learn to let go. There's nothing to get worked up about. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to be afraid of. Everything will change. And it is just as natural and perfect as this breath that you're taking right now. Of course, this can also be way harder than it sounds to train like this. Examining the darkness, meditating on our own mortality, it can all be very humbling and yeah, it can be sometimes scary. In this training, you'll go through highs and lows in all of your training. I know I do, and I've been at this for quite some time. But I'm human. I fail, I succeed, I do lots of things. But you need to be compassionate with yourself. If you can't be, how are you ever going to be compassionate to anybody else? Clinging to fear, ignorance, darkness are things we all must work through. Perhaps, maybe, it's the most important thing for us to shine a light on. How many of our actions or our thoughts and emotions cycle through these things? This is why true training is so vitally important. This is why it has to be done. This is why it has to be done right now. Breathe. Calm your mind. Smile and let go. Shine light in your darkness and all darkness. Shine light on the world. Just as in regular walking around, life isn't really true darkness. You just don't realize there is light there until you look. Be the light. This is the path of training. This is the way. All you have is right now. So smile and let go. All right. And we will go on to the question of the week. Be the light, people. Question of the week is from Leah. Who wants to know... I do the martial arts, but I have a hard time integrating meditation. I find my mind is everywhere, and I can't just sit. What can I do? Well, first off, just stick with it. Too many people try to meditate, and they think their mind is everywhere. And they give up. If you think... Think that I don't have days when I'm meditating that my mind is anxious or nervous or busy. Even after forty years of daily meditation, you're wrong. We are all human. What our minds do is think. What you need to do is learn not to judge your meditation. There's not good or bad meditation, there's just meditation. Don't judge it. Instead, embrace whatever it is that is there on the cushion with you. Watch it. Examine it and try to see if you can find where it is. Is it even really there? Or are you just stoking it like a fire? Feeding into it. I know I do that sometimes. A thought will come into my mind and I will stoke it. Maybe I like the suffering of the thought, or maybe I like the other emotions that come up from the thought. But don't feed into it. Watch it, examine it, find where it is, and then let it go. I know I do it all the time, and it's okay. What you need to do is just sit with it and breathe and let go. What I always think in my mind is that I have this crazy monkey mind that loves to grab things and throw things and jump around all over the place. And sometimes it does crazy things. Sometimes it does things and then I'm later like, why on earth did I do or say or whatever that. That's okay. We're human. (laughs) What I do to help calm the crazy mind that lives between my two ears is when I'm seeing the thoughts coming up or whatever else, I focus on my breath and I turn to the mantra, if you want to call it that, be calm as I inhale, let go as I exhale and I feel the letting go when I do that. I feel the calmness when I do that. Be calm, let go with your breath. And I just keep with this. Then the emotion or the thoughts or the anxiety or whatever else just goes into the background and eventually you will learn to just let it go. And I'll tell you, all things change. This is the only constant in life, and what we need to do is learn to just roll with it and try not to attach to any of it. Enjoy your life. Enjoy right now. And I know it can be difficult, but that's also why it's so important. So there you go. I hope that helped. If anybody else has a question that they would like me to answer, or talk about on this podcast, drop me a line. And getting in touch with me, guess what? It just got a whole lot easier. Yeah, I've had people asking me about Warrior's Way podcast Instagram for a while. So guess what? I finally caved. So you can find the Warrior's Way podcast on Instagram now. So please go there and... Join us or follow us or whatever you call it. I'm not, I'm not a social media dude, so I don't even know what the right word is. Like it, follow it, join it, stalk it, whatever it's called. Anyways, no, don't stalk me. Um, the Worries Way podcast is on Instagram. So go on there and uh, I will put stuff on it. And, uh, it, you know, it, you, it's an easier way for you to get a hold of me or comment or whatever. Uh, you can also find the Worries Way podcast on Facebook. Um, it's easy enough to find. You can find my martial arts stuff there, too. Just look for Eek Academy of Martial Arts. Um, and I should mention... If you like this podcast, give it five stars because that would be awesome. I would give you five stars if I could. (laughs) Um, If you like this and you dig me, pick up a copy of one of my books. You can find them for your Kobo or your Kindle. You can get paper copies on Amazon. And, of course, do not forget the Warrior's Way online training program. I'd love you to join it. I'd love you to take part. I'd love to hear from you and see you getting something out of it because I think that'd be great and it's a good way to give back. And with that, I think I'm going to draw this to a close. So thanks for listening. Train hard. Always have fun. Make sure... That you are being a good friend in all the ways that I mean by that. And I think you know. Being a good friend is imposs- very important. I was going to say it's impossible. <laughs> being a good friend is not impossible. Being a good friend is very important. Um, cultivate compassion and giving in this life. And that's what this world needs. We need more of that and less of the other. Take care.